Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. We had started a little series of talking about marriage with Keith and I, and so we're going to do part two of that today. I entitled it Staying the Course, because as we all know, if you've been married at any length of time, that it can be challenging to stay the course and to love each other well the way God wants us to and the way we want to as well. And I used as a theme verse, 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And that's where we often find ourselves is just really trying to love and walk in in forgiveness and mercy and kindness to one another. So I wanted to, we wanted to tackle the topic a little bit today of having uh, children and being parents. And as many of you know, we have eight children. I actually recently did a podcast on relating to your adult children. It was interesting that a friend of mine, after hearing the session where uh, I, the session that I did with my daughter and daughter-in-laws, mentioned to me that, wow, that made you seem like you're perfect. And um, let me make it clear that I'm far from perfect as a mom. And I have had very significant challenges and disruptions in regard to relating well to my kids at times. It's always been my heart's desire to do so. But there have been very challenging, difficult moments, and I am have been frail in that area at times. Um, it's my faith in God's purpose for our kids and His ability that keeps me moving forward. It's not my ability at all. So Keith and I have had the responsibility to maneuver the opportunities and the minefields of raising five daughters and three sons. So, Keith. What would you say has been our greatest challenge in staying on the same page and doing things as a team? Well, you can't stay on the same page unless you get on the same page. And I think early on with the kids, I was not a good listener to you. I, I think I dismissed a lot of things. I was just looking at this is how we fix it. This is how we correct it. And uh, I think I dismissed things you were feeling and seeing, you know, just to, to rectify the situation. And it took a bigger time investment than I realized. And I don't think that I was good at that. I think I was good at the big picture. But I think some of those little things we'd say, I'm concerned about this one or that one or this situation happened between the kids. And I'd say, oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll say something to them. You know, just like kind of get on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, if I had it to do over again, I would realize that that was not the way to handle it. I mean, my heart, I think my heart was good, mm -hmm. but my modus operandi was really pretty bad. Well, again, we've talked in the past about neither one of us having an amazing uh, upbringing in that, you know, you, you were from a very broken family and my dad was gone. And so we were kind of learning as we go. And we were definitely trying our best, but... Uh -huh. But I can remember even your mom saying things to me, and I did yeah. not listen to yeah, her. I same. just, I literally dismissed her. 
And if anybody in our life should have been able to speak to us, it, it should have been your your mom. You right, know? right, right. And uh, you know, I just think back to those things. I think, oh, that was a that was a huge mistake. Yeah, that's probably a good thing to note that if you're a young parent, even it's not a bad idea to get counsel from your own parents. Because my mom had already raised kids. She'd been through a challenging life. And she did see things. And she did have wisdom and insight. And we kind of oftentimes thought we knew better. We thought, hey, we know what we're doing here. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was I was arrogant beyond belief. And I was so stupid, I didn't know I was arrogant. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, you get stupid and arrogance together. And, uh, uh. man, that's a, that's a deadly combination. But, you know, that was the paradigm. I mean, I, I think I was taught by example that I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man of God. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I should know these things, and mm-hmm. I should do those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that paralyzes men, that the, the pressure, you know, not that they even feel, but it was just inside of me, like, like I should know what to do. It's, this is my responsibility. You know, I, I I was good, I think, on the responsibility side. For sure, for sure. But I was not good on the operational side. Yeah, well, let's, let me say this. We're in our 60s, and we're still learning. You know, obviously our children are adults now, but we're still learning how to navigate. Sometimes the issues that come with adult children are much more complicated, obviously, than when they were they were young. And we are still trying to learn how to walk that out. How would you advise parents who have different views on aspects of parenting? How would you advise them to work together? Well, you know, I think most parents uh, that have difference in views are really because, number one, let's say this, everybody's going to have difference of views. So that's not an issue. So I think one couple can look at another couple and say, oh, they're on the same page and they think alike and that's why they get along. And, And that's not necessarily the truth. Uh, I think what is the truth is that even though the other person may have a different view, the other party has learned to value their view and understand their view, even if they don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes back to really understanding, especially for guys, because, you know, we'd like to have short conversations. We'd like to get to, like, what's your point? What's your point? You know? Uh, you know, I always say, you know, my, my first couple kids, you know, Stacy and Natalie, they talk so fast. Sometimes I think they're speaking in tongues. And <laughs> and I think that happened because in our house there was so much going on and they had to get every word in edgewise to be heard, sure. you know. Uh, so I think for the guys would just be, listen, you really need to give her more time to walk through it, to say it over again, to not respond to it, but just try to absorb it. So even if you disagree, you have a clear disagreement, and you and I have clear disagreements, you can still value why that person is coming to their conclusion. Mm -hmm. I feel as though oftentimes the, the mom has some insight into the heart of the kids and the heart of things, you know, and... It may be a little convoluted or whatever at times, but I, I feel like sometimes we have perception to see what's really going on in our kids' hearts, and so. Well, there's no doubt about that, and I, I don't think that's what I understood. I mm-hmm. thought I looked at the outside. I was looking at behavior and compliance and keeping things in order, and right. and you you were below the surface. You know, you were discerning things, and uh, you know, I just wanted to move on to the next challenge. <laughs> and there were plenty of them. <laughs> It's really important for Keith and I to stay connected, helpful, involved in the lives of our adult children also. 
we happen to live on the same property with three of them and 10 of our grandkids. So that's an incredible opportunity and privilege. So we're very close. We're very close to them in proximity. We're close to them in a relationship. Um, we're in ministry, but there's nothing more important to us than demonstrating God's heart and his love to our kids. So in our different personalities, we stay involved with our adult kids in different ways. Can you, can you speak to that, how, how we impact them in different, with our different? Approach? How we impact them? Wow. How, how we influence and help and come alongside them. You're, you do it in different ways than I do. What does that look like in your Well, thinking? I'm more of a hands-on person. So, right. like, I'm going to help them with their cars and their house and their finances right. and, you know, things like that. You know, I'm hand-on digging. You're the tell me how you feel, tell me what you're thinking. You notice things. You know, really goes back to, to the last part we just talked about. We still do the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I've learned to understand that sometimes when the kids are feeling things and thinking things, they're going to talk to you. They're not going to talk to me. It's not like it's a secret, but they're just going to feel more comfortable. They're just more used to doing that. And a lot of times I won't be around anyway. You're there. You know, my life has been, Mm -hmm. you know, I've spent, you know, how many hours in airplanes and airports and jail cells and hotel rooms and other countries and everything else yeah and so you know that used to bother me a lot but now it doesn't because i think the kids are really open with me i mean i can talk to them about anything but they're more likely to start up a conversation with you almost across the board and that's good and i but i do think on the other side they know they can really rely on me that dad is in my corner and if they've got a need you know i'm going to be the first one there that type of thing and uh, we've learned also, I mean, this, you know, you do this growing up that, you know, sometimes things got to fall to the ground. You shouldn't rescue a child from every, every little decision they're making. And, uh, you know, our kids have all done well in life, you know, as far mm-hmm. as their vocations and careers and educations and all that kind of stuff. They've all done very well. But that doesn't mean that they haven't had bumps. And some of them have taken wise counsel I've given them, and some of them haven't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had to stand back and say, ooh, you know, uh, like yeah. I told you, I wouldn't have done that. But now what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Well, Keith is very good at a lot of different things. Like he said, he's great at fixing cars and, and giving advice when someone's struggling with that. He's great at helping out around the house or projects. And he's really on that and they know that they can pretty much call him anytime and he's going to find a way to help them and that means a lot to them i mean they just know that dad's got their back you know we've he's helped them in so many different ways and um you know again i babysit i i just hang out with them do fun crazy things with them and that's a whole diff that's an easier that's the easy part but but um that's our different personalities. Yeah, well, like when you babysit, no, I babysit, you engage. When I, when I have the kids, and I do take the kids, I'm not afraid of kids, I'm not right. afraid of dirty diapers, and right. I would challenge them to think like that. But, like, I'll have the kids, and, you know, I'll play with them for a couple of minutes and sit on my lap, but I'm doing something. I'm, you know, I'm watching TV, or I'm shuffling papers, or I'm mm-hmm. working on something, mm-hmm. and they're kind of around. You, you are engaged. You're like at the table doing puzzles and coloring and playing checkers like for hours. That's, I, you know, I've never (laughs) did, I didn't do that. I should have done that more with my own kids. I was around a lot, but I don't know that I was engaged. So our styles are different. Right. Uh, I wish, uh, and I try to discipline myself even now, like I'm getting older. I'm thinking I need to be more like I need to be more engaged. Like there's little things that come up, you know, that our kids will say, dad, you want to do this? And, 
And I know if their kids are going to be around now, I say, yeah, I'm going to do that mm -hmm. just yeah. so I can interact with them. Yeah, you're trying to be a And that's a person. discipline for me, quite frankly. Yeah. I feel like, do you think part of that is just male-female, like... Uh, some of it is, but some of it is stuff that I just never really developed, and some of it I dumped on you. Quite frankly, I let you—you you became that person, and I don't think that was fair to you. Uh, and that doesn't mean that I wasn't—I mean, I told my kids I loved them, I hugged them, I kissed them, I right. affirmed them. Right. It wasn't—you know—I wasn't like you know austere with them. No, not at but all. But I just wasn't, you know, and I went to ball games and you know, we weren't at every ball game. We told our kids growing up like there's going to be some ball games, you know, but we were there. I was there, you know, that type of thing. Uh so that that I wasn't disconnected. It's just that I could have been more involved. And uh so even now like I was just watching you the other day literally. I came out and you were at the little table with a couple of the kids and you were doing this thing of course i was in my office and you know trying to change the world and a thousand things were <laughs> happening and you know i was just watching you and i was thinking i don't i don't do that too much but i've been trying to do more of that mm -hmm. even if it's for shorter moments of time so it's not just like delegated to you mm -hmm. but i feel like it's important for parents to even when your kids are adults try to find ways to really be involved and help and come alongside and befriend and do the very best we can to that and it's funny you know keith and i have learned to adapt to each other in a lot of ways one of the ways that we always find amusing is uh christmas time because you know i, I think your christmas growing up wasn't the most fun in the world and you know you oh, my mother was under constant pressure she felt you know we didn't right. have much and she for whatever reason, really felt like she had to do something for Christmas. And I would watch her be so stressed out all the time about it. Right. You know? So it wasn't fun. No, and your childhood you know? was challenging. And it wasn't because she didn't want to make it fun. It was because she did want to make it fun. But it was just too much for her. Right. But I've always been a big lover of the holidays, and I love Christmas. And so I kind of go all out for the kids. And I think for a while you probably thought, yikes, this is overkill. <laughs> But you have learned. Well, to I still be. <laughs> think it's overkill. It's just it's for you. It's for you, and the kids have come to appreciate that. That's your love language. You like getting gifts. You like giving gifts. So I've just learned. See, there's a great illustration. We're not on the same page. Uh -huh. I would do it a lot different. But in the grand scheme of things, it's it's just it's not it's it's not worth fighting about. It doesn't compromise our relationship. It's just like it's honoring that other person. We're saying, you know, I disagree with you, but. You know, we're in a place now where we have a little more means that we can do things that we couldn't do when our kids were younger. And that's part of it, too, I think, is, you know, when our kids were little, you know, most of them, I mean, we were going to Goodwill. You yeah. know, we were... Even for Christmas presents yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know, and they, they never minded. They didn't know, you know, they didn't know the difference. And the, the truth is, when parents get all wound up about gifts, it's about the parents. It's not about the kids. <laughs> you know, it's... You know, the kids don't know the difference unless you whine and complain, in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure that's true because they didn't mind back then. But yeah. to me, it's a joy to, like, yeah. do things for them and bless them and fuss over them and all that. And you have really, like, I know usually now you'll say, oh, that was really fun. That was really great afterward. And 
he's just honored me in that, and I, I really appreciate that. That's just one of the things. Well, it helps me keep all the delivery drivers employed. It helps, <laughs> and I contribute to the United States economy. You know, and the Tusi Nation is, you know, is, a, is like an island nation with a with our economy, with our family. <laughs> I think. Wait, why did you say that one time you were preaching and you said? You were talking about fear, and you said there are very few things I fear in life. But what did you say? I fear. I say I said Christmas is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I just said I'm not naturally prone to fear, but when I see Christmas coming, I just, I just breathe, and I do, guys. I, you know, I'm just telling you. I go. I know there's like you. I'm watching you unwrap. You pull these bags out. And you know, what? What's what's the question I ask you? What do I ask you every right, time? Wait, wait, give me a hint. <laughs> How much? Does it cost? Oh, yeah. Every time she's pulling something out of the bag, I'm like, how much did that cost? How much? And I'm just breathing deep. I'm going, because I just, you know, honestly, I I honor it because it means so much to her. And the kids do appreciate it. But they would appreciate, you know, a tenth of that. They're, they were never, you know, I got to say, our kids were never needy. No, and like, I got to no. have this. I got to have no, that. Uh, when they started getting to the age where they wanted the check mark on their shoes, I said, "Well, here's the budget. You get twenty five dollars for shoes. If you want to, if you want to buy the ones with the check mark on them, then you contribute the difference." That's how we raised them, and they were they were good with that. So they've never ever any of them. Uh, I you remember. Know, we, well, I rem- well, we tease one of them about it. I but. remember Nathan though. One time he was probably eight or nine. I, I had been saying, "What do you want for what? What do you want for Christmas?" took him so long and finally he said well i guess i want one of those hats with the ears on yeah we, <laughs> yeah like, oh my exactly because he yeah and he you know so it's, it, it's, yeah. it's it's not it's not the monetary thing they they certainly don't demand that of us whatsoever so you really you're the cause in the of the whole thing me yeah <laughs> Well, I have the to more say. I think about it. This podcast, the more I think about it, the whole they they would yeah. We oh, got to start all over. And do this. Oh gosh! Now you've all of a sudden had a revelation that we're going back to the Salvation <laughs> Army days for Christmas, where I had the Christmas tree in the front yard. Oh, that's right. One year he wouldn't let me have a Christmas tree. He made me use one out in the lawn. So we, we've evolved. But I say all that to say that I appreciate Keith's willingness to really show me deference and honor me in that and because I just like doing it I like doing it for the kids I like making a big deal of it so I appreciate that and I appreciate his ability to work with me overall as we raise our kids together and to really try to find a common ground and to learn how to love them well together and guys I would say you know for me like when I'm having a conversation the guys know me I'm I'm I tend to be strategic, so I'm looking for, like, hey, what's the formula here? What's the answer? And that's really not the best way to communicate with your wife. Some, it's, some, it's just absorbing. And so just let her talk and process and hear the heart rather than feeling like, okay, what, what do I got to do or being defensive even, you know. But uh, I'm still learning these things. I've gotten better in the last few years. I think there's been a marked improvement. Yeah, for sure. But I wish I would have been better younger. Well, we're both still learning. So thank you for joining us for this podcast. We're going to do one more together. And so next week, we're going to talk about having a marriage that goes beyond your own self and is about serving others. So love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, 
visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.